Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, guys. I'm here for the Hollywood Life podcast, and I've got such a special guest today. You know, there is a lot going on in this country and it affects women's rights. And so my guest is very involved in this subject and is the perfect person to talk to right now. And she's got also a big event that we're going to tell you about. So everybody, please welcome Martha Plimpton. Hey, Martha. Hello, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to see you. Well, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's great to see you and to talk to you. And I'm very jealous because you are in in sunny L.A. right now. And you're absolutely gorgeous because the light is just making you glow. And, uh, you know, I'm just really pleased that we could talk because, you know, as we all know, um, well, first of all, you know, you're you're such an accomplished actress You've been Emmy and Tony uh, nominated. You've been in, you know, just incredible, like iconic films that I saw and loved, Goonies and Running on Empty and Parenthood and Stanley and Iris. You did this fabulous TV show, Raising Hope. And you're also uh, a Broadway actress and, and, You've done off Broadway, like you've been in 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 you know fantastic plays and worked with other great actors and actresses, but you're also like this incredibly caring person. And mm-hmm. at this particular time, we've got uh, we've got a really a major crisis for women's rights mm-hmm. and a right that is something that you feel very strongly about and you've been involved with as an activist for many, many years. You must have saw this coming. Mm-hmm. So, of course, what I'm talking about is how Roe versus Wade was overturned mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago by the Supreme Court. And mm-hmm. that means that the right for women to get abortions in this country has been taken away. First time ever, constitutional right has been taken away for half the people in this country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like numerous states have now limited access to abortion and in fact, and even like tried to completely end it. And Mm -hmm. you have been very outspoken on this issue for many years. And I think you feared that this was happening, was going to happen. Yes, I think, you know, uh, I've been involved with uh you know speaking about and uh a- you know advocating for a woman's right to choose since my late teens when i myself had an abortion my first abortion i've had more than one um and uh you know at that time i was 19 i was in i was doing a play uh i was in seattle i availed myself of the services of planned parenthood and i was treated with respect 
And it was a decision that I was uh, completely certain about. Uh, I never had a doubt in my mind about what I wanted and needed to do for myself. Uh, and I was given terrific care by the nurses and doctors at Planned Parenthood. And I felt, uh, as I still do, that everyone should have the ability uh, to avail themselves of reproductive health care at any stage of their life for whatever reason um, and be treated with the same respect and have the same access no matter where they live, no matter the color of their skin, no matter their economic status. Um, and, you know, in recent years, I think our movement has uh, come to understand that this isn't just an issue that affects women. This issue affects all of us. Mm -hmm. This is a human rights issue. This issue affects trans men who need abortions. This issue affects lesbian teens who have a very high rate of teen pregnancy, which you probably didn't know. Um, you know, and and of course, uh, as always, women of color, poor women, uh, indigenous women, and uh, uh, women undocumented women and migrant women have uh, the exponential burden uh, of trying to access reproductive health care uh, that women like me uh, generally don't have to worry about. I think we did expect this decision to come down. And when the draft decision was released, um, it wasn't so much a shock as it was a gut punch, just sort of the reality of it. You know, as much as you might prepare for something like that, I think that it's still you know, the, the 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 literal punch to the stomach of uh, more than half the population, truly. I mean, That's this is an issue that affects every single human being in this country, um, was really palpable and really painful. But I think what was more um, shocking to me was the language that Justice Alito used in his rather thin decision, which was a very uh, blatant contradiction of not only many, many years of Supreme Court precedent, but a contradiction of his own words when he was confirmed and a contradiction of quite a few of the members who voted with him when they were confirmed. Sure was. <laughs> These are people who obviously got onto the Supreme Court by false pretenses or by testifying falsely um, and who were willing to throw out not only precedent, but tradition, the way the Supreme Court comes to its decisions um, in only in this case, frankly, they made a special case literally out of Dobbs and chose to do away with um, some pretty standard, um, you know, modus operandi for how they worked previously. I think that you know, what you're hearing now from Justice John Roberts about his um, disbelief that anyone could possibly consider this court illegitimate is pretty disingenuous. And I think what Justice Elena Kagan said in response to that, you know, where she said, look, you can't just, you know, when one justice dies and replace him with another, and then suddenly they come in and they just change everything with their own beliefs and opinions. And of course, there are people are going to think this court is illegitimate. Of course, it's going to uh, lose respect in the eyes of the American people. Um, and more than the American people, I think the world. Um, but 
uh, that decision notwithstanding, we're in a very different place than we were in 1973. Uh, we have options available to us, which I can tell you about, that make abortion something that is now not just about making an appointment and going into a clinic, but is now about literal bodily autonomy and people themselves taking control and about communities helping uh, people who are in need of these services reach them as a as a sense of a moral obligation and community responsibility. And we have the abortion pill now. We have Mifepristone Misoprostol. Um, which is on my necklace, actually. I'm wearing a necklace that says me, fame, me, so. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, we have, now we have, uh, we're duty bound to essentially aid and abet um, this process by which people can avail themselves of these medications insofar as they are able to take them up to a certain point in their uh, pregnancies um, and make abortion more of a community service rather than, uh, you know, some kind of back alley abortion kind of scenario, which really is, I think, largely a thing of the past. Um, although there will still be those people who are put in those positions. Um, you right. know, so that's yeah. the long and short of it. Right. I, I, I think that there are there are people who are going to be put in the positions of trying to find illegal back alley abortions. And I I agree that um, prescription abortion or prescription medication for abortion mm -hmm. is a great option that you can use up to a certain point. I think about a fourth month. However, these states are are trying to, are doing their best to pass laws to act to punish and try to stop and punish mm -hmm. outside uh, pharmacies, outside organizations from even sending right. the, the pills. Well, it, it's very, it's, it's really unrealistic for any lawmaker to believe that they can um, look at everybody's mail <laughs> and search their mail. Well, and, and I, and, and look, it's, it's a matter of, you know, interstate commerce, and it's a matter of the ability to um, move between state to state. I mean, this is, you know, and and believe me, I, I know that states are going to do everything in their power. But I don't I believe that we've spent far too much time in this movement in general focused on chasing, you know, chasing the car and uh, and, and being um, reactionary rather than actionary. And so I it's my belief that we need to really focus our attention on the ways in which we can ignore these people, because we're going to keep breaking the law as long as they make laws like this. And we're going to keep finding ways around them. And that's what we have to be proud of ourselves about. There, there's the ingenuity and the and the dedication of um, human beings is not to be uh, underestimated. And so I really want people to understand that, you know, there are organizations like aidaccess.org, there's the National Network of Abortion Funds, and, and you know, that, that can help people to acquire these medications, in many cases, free, without payment. So, you know, 
I, I want to make sure people, I want to educate people about that. I want to make pe- sure people know about that because far too few people do. I think we're always so focused on these, you know, the bloody uh, coat hanger when in reality, what, you know, what we're talking about is not allowing ourselves to be victimized anymore by these bullies in our legislatures and in our judicial system. So you mentioned two organizations yeah. that um, that people, that pregnant people can go can go to mm-hmm. now the national um abortion action fund is that national network of abortion funds there's also the uh, aidaccess.org which is uh, uh they're very experienced in distributing medication abortion and in getting these pills to people these pills are extraordinarily safe they are so incredibly safe you can't believe it I mean, the the rate of complications on these is like zero, zero point one or something like that. It's really it's quite impressive. And these medications are used for many other purposes as well. Now, of course, it's a myth. It's a myth. And there's a lot of misinformation out there that is being deliberately spread to say that abortions are more dangerous, including prescription abortions are more dangerous than actual pregnancies. And of course, of course absolutely, absolutely. Not the case at all. No, it isn't. The, the rate of maternal mortality in the United States is higher than in any other developed country in the world. And it is particularly higher. In fact, I believe it's three to four times higher for black women and women of color. So that's, we've got to stop pretending that this is about protecting women and protecting children and saving lives. It's not, it's about power and it's about control. It is mirrored in the other populations that I think we share an imperative to ally with and think about when we talk about these issues, which are LGBTQ youth and trans youth who are also targeted and who are also being made to feel like criminals just for being who they are, Very who much. also need these services as well. And the the dovetailing of the control and power issue really is clear in states like Florida with, you know, Rhonda says fool, Rhonda Sanders. And, you know, and in Texas with Greg Abbott and, you know, his cronies. Um, they're trying- prosecuting, they're prosecuting yes. parents for child abuse. Yes. I'm this trans- is- children. Yes. Gender, transgender affirmative care. They're trying to separate and break apart families of trans children because they're hateful. That's number one. Let me make that clear. And because they think they can. And these two issues are quite related because they are about individual human rights and the ability to have autonomy over one's own body and one's own person. Um, and, And the ability for each person no matter who they are, where they are, no matter nothing, no matter nothing, to be able to make those determinations for themselves. Um, and really, you know, when we when we're living in a country right now with, you know, the kinds of issues that we have all over the place, it is, uh, you know, it's irrational and it's, you know, frankly, it's easy for them to come after us this way. Um, but we've got to be united. We've got to remember that trans youth and LGBTQ youth and cisgender women of all kinds um, belong in the same on the same side and on the same team. We got to fight for one another. Absolutely. And listen, 
uh, Justice Clarence Thomas mm-hmm. in his uh, in an opinion uh, that came out along with Roe versus Wade. He didn't write the majority. I guess he wrote the minority opinion. He made he, it very he, clear. He wrote the concurring opinion. Yeah, right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He made it quite clear in that concurring opinion that he feels that all the rights to privacy should be revisited. Mm-hmm. And one of those rights, well, first of all, one of the rights is the right to contraception. Mm-hmm. And one of the other rights is the right to gay marriage, marriage mm-hmm. equality. Mm-hmm. And so again, targeting the LGBTQ community. And I agree with you. It's, you know, one group trying to have power and control over all these other groups. Yes. It's about it's about um restricting and oppressing um voices that they know have a growing influence in our culture and in our society because they are more and more uh confident, more and more willing to speak out and defend themselves, and certainly more and more willing to register to vote. I think it's quite obvious that this current GOP, which is a a mere shadow of whatever its former self may have been, um, is on the ropes right now. They know that women have been registering to vote in droves since Dobbs, the Dobbs decision came out. And uh, I think they, it's profoundly unpopular, this attitude. This is the, the, the attitude of a small minority using religion, by the way, not actually being religious, not actually adhering to any sort of religious morality or standards, but using religion to manipulate another small minority into, you know, uh, thinking they can, you know, that that religious freedom means the freedom to sit on other people. Now, while we could get into a whole conversation about why that's happening. I don't really, I don't want to, I don't like to waste my time trying to psychoanalyze or diagnose these people. What's interesting to me and what's valuable to me is making sure that we as a world, as people who share this world with one another, know how to help one another and that we're there to do that for one another. And that's part of why we started AS4 exactly 10 years ago. Thank you for mentioning that. We are having well, our 10th anniversary this right, year. It's very right. exciting. And what a coincidence that you're having your 10th anniversary and this has just happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I, ironic. exactly. And I, I'd like to say that I'm happy that we're having our 10th anniversary. I mean, in a certain way I am because I'm very proud of us for you know, uh, growing and still being here and still being in the fight and being a part of a very large and very diverse movement um, of activists and thinkers and uh, and advocates all over the country and the world. I'm extremely proud of that. At the same time, I don't really want to keep doing this forever. So, you know what I mean? I don't want, I don't, I, I don't want to feel, I don't want the need for us to be there anymore. I'm getting sick of it, you know? <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, that said, yes, it is. It, it is. Um, it's something that in our tenth year, that the 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 you know the moment feels so bleak, and I think that we as an organization, along with many others like Shout Your Abortion and uh, British Bridget Alliance, lots of other organizations who are trying to change the cultural conversation around abortion, 
Um, we're going to keep doing this and we want to take this opportunity, our 10th anniversary, to really focus on the providers who are out there, who are still, you know, who are the heroes of our country right now by, you know, any stretch. Um, we want to celebrate them. We want to talk about their achievements. We want to talk about their dedication. Um, and we want to raise a lot of money for them, you know? And that's what your fundraiser um a, a is for the Broadway. Okay, the fundraiser is called Broadway Acts for Abortion, and it's yes. Sunday, October second. It's here in New, it's in New York, where I am, mm -hmm. and where you do spend, I think, a fair bit of time. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so tell us more about what you're raising the money, lots of money for, yeah, and mm -hmm. how people can get tickets so that they can support. Absolutely, absolutely. So and we have held this event. Uh, for several years now at 54 below uh we're finally returning to an in-person event this year which is incredibly exciting um but and it, it's formally called broadway acts for women but we decided you know we we've kind of been schooling ourselves and been getting schooled frankly by some very smart and very uh intelligent and empathetic people about why that euphemism just wasn't working anymore and it was important for us to change our name to broadway act to change the name of the event excuse me to broadway acts for abortion because it is what it is baby and <laughs> it doesn't just affect women right so so we've changed our name and it's really it's the only event that the broadway community throws that is specifically about abortion and removing the stigma and celebrating the medical reality that is abortion norm you know it is a normal literally everyday procedure it's more common than colonoscopy and it's safer right supposedly one in four women in the country has had will have an abortion mm -hmm. and you know uh when you count all the other people non-binary folks and and trans folks that number might be higher mm -hmm. but Anyway, so we throw this event and it's a knockdown, drag out, fast paced, hilarious night where Broadway stars like Patti LuPone and Leah Delaria and Anne Harada and all these amazing people will come and they will do uh, they'll get on stage and the. Um, the auction, uh, it, people bid on the chance to choose the song that they will sing with our live band. That's amazing. So they don't even know what they're going to sing. <laughs> and they all, and the bidder also, the winning bidder also gets a fantastic, a fabulous prize along with it. So it's, it's crazy. It's chaotic. It's, it's energetic. And the, the performers are completely, you know, I mean, that's the wonderful thing about it. We don't record it. You can't, if you're not in the room, you can't see it because the performers don't want to be, you know, they don't know what they're doing. A once in a lifetime opportunity. It is, it truly is. And everyone who's ever done it in the past, I mean, all these performers, Michael Cerverus and Lena Hall and Sarah Bareilles and I mean, Rebecca Naomi Jones, all of these incredible performers have said it is the most fun benefit they have ever done ever. And I really sincerely hope that this year is no exception. And it's almost sold out. So the way to go get tickets is to go to our website, which is a is for a i s f o r dot org and follow the links to Broadway Acts for Abortion. We've also got you can also learn more about what we do. I mean, we work at the there are lots of incredible people who are providers and funders and 
you know, independent clinics and uh, independent services all across this country, and they need attention. So we put our money that we raise into a variety of uh, programs. We have a beneficiaries program where every single month we donate $1,500 to another independent clinic, legal service like Jane's Due Process, um, abortion fund, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, advocacy groups that need the money and the attention. And we raise, we help raise attention about their organization and drive people to that organization. We also have a comic. Excuse me, just some of these organizations will actually fund women leaving, like help them leave states to go and get abortion. Where are you? Safe states. Our new comic book, we had a comic book out that was called Clinic Escort Stories, and we distributed almost 900 of those comic books to clinics across the country for clinic escorts and for patients and for providers to read. They loved it. We've got a new one coming out um, that's all about stories about having to travel for abortion service. And basically, they're stories that will be illustrated by a variety of really brilliant comic book artists edited by Emily Flake, who's a cartoonist for The New Yorker. And uh, the proceeds from the sale of that will go to the Bridget Alliance, which helps women with late trimester uh, uh, who need late trimester abortions. And let's make very clear. None of those women want these abortions. No, they don't. Very, very few. I mean, no. nobody Always nobody wakes up in their in their ninth month of pregnancy and goes, you know what? I changed my mind. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Emergencies. Yes. These are medical emergencies. They're extremely painful for these people to have to undergo. These are very often wanted planned pregnancies uh, that are uh, risking either others or that will involve an extraordinarily painful birth and death for their uh, fetus. So this is a compassionate service that Bridget Alliance provides and they give money. They buy plane tickets. They handle hotel rooms because a lot of these states involve, you know, they have waiting times and all of this stuff. They're an extraordinary organization. So you can read all about that on our website. We have a play a play contest every year where we uh, do, it's called All It Takes Is One Act, where we accept submissions from all over the country of one act plays that deal with the issues of reproductive justice uh, in a variety of genres and forms. Um, And that's incredibly exciting. We've had two play festivals so far of that. So there's a lot of stuff we do at the intersection of art and advocacy and busting abortion stigma and educating people. And we want, you know, the more the merrier. Get involved with us. Absolutely. Come to our website. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yes, yeah, so everybody, only a few tickets left. So go to the website yeah. and get your tickets now. Yeah. And you know, um we you've you've talked about how abortion doesn't just affect women. Yeah. And it truly affects, I mean, almost everybody in this country because 
everybody is loved by somebody and families are affected when somebody, when a pregnant person needs an abortion. And as you said, um, a, there's only late trimester abortions. And even this happens in the second trimester mm-hmm. where a, a, a person finds out that they have a medical condition, mm-hmm. they're having high blood pressure, it's called preeclampsia, which mm-hmm. can lead to their death. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, complications or the, the fetus isn't viable. Um, they may have heart issues mm-hmm. and they continue the pregnancy, they will die. And so this affects even people who never thought that they would ever need an abortion and didn't even think they'd ever get an yeah. abortion in their life. They can run into a medical issue. And so what do you think of Lindsay, of Lindsey Graham proposing now a national abortion? Well, we knew he was going to do it, right? And of course, it's the easiest way for him to gin up his base and to gin up a potential voter registration, which is lagging uh, on the Republican side right now. Um, uh, but, you know, Lindsey Graham is operating the same way all of these people operate, which is they're operating in a fallacious reality. They're not dealing with reality, with truth, with uh, facts. Um, You know, I like to get out of the emotional um, realm of this because, of course, it's an emotional subject for the person if it's emotional for them. But a lot of the time it's not emotional and it's very uh, and it's very cut and dried a lot of the time. this is not about, uh, you know, a, a, a people's feelings, in my view. The reality is, is that in countries with access to uh, reproductive health care and abortion access, women are far more able to participate and contribute to society and to their economies than countries without abortion access. Women are more likely to begin to start businesses. Women are more likely to complete or pursue their education when abortion access is readily available and reproductive health care is readily available. In countries where reproductive health care and abortion is available, women are more uh, able to care for their families. Families with women at the head of the household and even many families outside the um with families with women with husbands or partners are far less likely to fall into poverty uh the countries with uh access to abortion and reproductive health care have a more steady and a greater gdp gross domestic product because 50% of their populations are able to contribute to that gdp so with certainty with certainty Yes, they can make their own decisions That's exactly about right. and about whether or not they want to bear a child. That's exactly right. So these are not just, you know, uh, emotional, social, uh, you know, issues. These are economic issues. These are public health issues. Um, you know, this is a matter of whether or not we want to have a, a society that is healthy, that is thriving and that includes women and transgender people and non-binary people, includes people in the uh, pursuit of uh, social progress and uh, social and and cultural and uh, economic readiness. So 
that's, you know, the way I look at it. And and it's just a fact. I mean, it's not an opinion. It's, it's fact. It, fact. These are facts. I, I know these facts as well. Yeah. So so whatever Lindsey Graham or these other, you know, troglodytes who, you know, are clearly not actually interested in the health and lives of women and babies anyway, because they never want to fund uh, health care programs. They never want to fund, uh, you know, uh, the, the Early budget. Education. They never want to expand Medicaid. They never yeah. want to talk about child care. They never want to talk about any of that. So they don't care about any. They didn't even want to make sure children had had formula last year. Nope. They didn't want to, they didn't want to eat mothers with children to be able to feed them. So whatever they want to say, I'm not buying it. It's a cynical and, and destructive ploy to maintain power for a very, very tiny minority of white dudes with a few of their religious white female uh, you know, allies. Uh, I'm not interested in that. Well, not I'm, not, I'm not interested either, but I think it's dangerous because he's proposing this 15 week national abortion ban, mm-hmm. which would override all of the states' rights. So all the states that mm-hmm. currently are supporting uh, abortion access mm-hmm. and he's calling it a late that these are late trimester abortions after 15 weeks, which of course is not true because that's not even four months. Mm -hmm. And when people have complications Mm -hmm. to their health and also they don't find out usually about issues with the fetus that early, but if the Republicans take the house, which they may, and then the Republicans take the Senate, let's say either a, in the midterms mm-hmm. or they take it in 2024 and they take the presidency. Mm-hmm. This could become the law of the land. So I think what he's proposing is very dangerous. Look, I could not agree with you more. And it is more than apparent that not only are these upcoming midterm elections critical And we have absolutely got to get that message out that midterms are critical. And everything you say is right. Everything you say is correct. My job, as in, in terms of what I do, you know, I'm not a politician. I'm not a political analyst. I'm not a pundit. I don't want to be. What I am here to do is to encourage people to think about themselves, their autonomy, their personal freedom as a critical element for what makes a country great. And, you know, to think about it in those terms and to own that reality and to not be afraid and always working on the defensive, but to be on the offense and really asserting one's rights and one's freedoms and to not allow whatever the law may be, we're not going to act like it. We're not going to act like the law is legitimate when it ain't, do you know? So that's where I'm coming from. And I appreciate the political aspect of it. And I agree with you. And 
But there are a lot of people out there who are a lot smarter than me about voter turnout and numbers and polling and blibbity blah, 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 and there's endless talk about it. You can find all of them on podcasts somewhere else. Right. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. But you agree. The only thing but one of our tools is we have to all vote. Oh, no, nope. no question about it. Oh, you don't just out. have to vote. We have to help people get access. Absolutely. Because, you know, we've all seen what gerrymandering can do, too. And sometimes your vote is not enough. You've got to also do other things like help co- your community uh, with access to reproductive health care and abortion care. Absolutely. And by going to the Broadway Acts for Abortion, you yeah. can help do that. Or yes. just, you know, even by going to your organization and making a donation because mm-hmm. Absolutely. we'll the money to the appropriate places, to the organizations that are helping people across this country get access yes. to when they don't have it. In all fairness, you know, I had my first abortion at Planned Parenthood. I love Planned Parenthood. I've worked with them for years and I truly believe in their mission and I admire the heck out of what they do. But they're not the only organization that needs our help. There are hundreds of independent and lesser known clinics across this country who are in dire, dire need and who really need our help. And so that's, you know, what I'd love people to learn about when they come to our website and come to our show. And so when they go to your website, Mm -hmm. they can actually find on the website information about those organizations. Yes, they can. There's a specific page about our beneficiaries that we've given to in the past with links to their websites. It's there's a lot of information on um, organizations that we're working with now, like the Bridget Alliance. Um, there's links to how you can get in touch with National Network of Abortion Funds. There's um, links if you need an abortion. Um, there's direct links to how to get, you know, to those organizations. We, we've got we've got a plethora of information um, as well as fun stuff that you can read about, you know, the artistic programs that we're doing and, you know, articles written by board members and activists, you know, across the spectrum. It's cool. It's a fun web. Oh, and you can also buy merch. We got a lot of great merch. By, <laughs> yeah, we have great merch. We have, you know, Mary Catherine Garrison, who's a fantastic actress, designed some T-shirts for us that are beautiful. Um, and then that are uh, gorgeous and trans-inclusive. We've got a fantastic design by Melinda Beck, who's a, a New York-based artist and designer who's done amazing work for us. She's made awesome abortion heart T-shirts. You can even get one on a beer cozy. <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think um, really, so you've got it all covered because you're both gathering funds to distribute to the organizations that are helping women who need abortions and who need abort information on how to yes. get abortions, including medical uh, prescription abortions. Mm-hmm. And um, as well, you're as well as distributing that information, you're also collecting money that you then distribute because mm-hmm. uh, you're aware of who's doing what to help uh, people who, who need help. And mm-hmm. so I think that's just terrific. And just while we're at this point in, in the Thank podcast, you. I want to repeat the name of your organis- your website so, so our listeners can go to it. And that is A is for. Dot org. So the letter A 
isfor.org. Mm-hmm. And I'll repeat that right at the end of our conversation. Yeah, because the you. idea is that we're taking the scarlet letter, the letter A, A, and we're turning it around. We're reappropriating it. And we're wearing that scarlet letter with pride and saying, you know, we're 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 changing the meaning, you know, for what what it means for us. A is for autonomy. A is for action. A is for anger. A is for all right already. Let's do this. You know, <laughs> whatever that thing is, that's you know, that's what A is for. Whatever it means to you is what A is for, you know. And it is a it is so much about taking back your voice. Like, you know, mm-hmm. at the very start of this conversation, talked about you had an abortion when you were 19. Mm-hmm. And that having an abortion is not something to be ashamed of. No. And women need to feel or people need to feel uh very free to mm-hmm. share their stories. And so they aren't um, you know, they don't feel terrible. It's it's part of life, you know. Yes, it is. That is an excellent point. It is part of life. And And being pro-life means taking in all aspects of life and accepting all aspects of life, you know. I mean, abortion is the only politicized aspect of medical care in this country. And that there's no reason. It's ridiculous. We've got to change that. We really do. And by speaking out and being open about it, I think that is absolutely part of the change. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk for a minute because I just want pe- people to really understand the extent of the danger mm-hmm. of these laws, aside mm-hmm. from the fact that they're taking away your freedom, your autonomy mm-hmm. to make your own healthcare decisions. Um, we we talked about how they term pregnancies or are often run into complications or you have a health issue, you need an abortion, you get cancer, you need an abortion to have treatment. Um, But also we're seeing stories, I mean, news stories about women who miscarry Mm -hmm. and miscarriage is also very, very common. Mm -hmm. And more people miscarry than have children. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so common. And if you miscarry and you know the remains of the miscarriage don't come out on their own naturally you need medical attention you need yes. dr- drugs the drugs you talked about before yes. and sometimes you need an intervention you need something called a dnc and women aren't able to get it in these these states that have banned abortions mm-hmm. and that also can lead to infection and death if you don't get taken care of we're living in a moment well, it's 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 on a continuum, really, in this country. But uh, and and look, abortion was not always illegal. This is a, a relatively, you know, and and relatively speaking, a relatively modern idea, cultural idea that abortion is somehow uh, this criminal act, and actually that pregnancy is criminalized to a certain extent. That the notion that the minute a person any person becomes pregnant, they cease to exist. Their humanity is now kaput. And the only thing that matters is this tiny little ball of cells inside them that they are 
essentially hosting. Anyone who knows anything about pregnancy knows that, or has ever been pregnant knows that pregnancy is extremely dangerous Mm -hmm. and it's extremely taxing on the body. It's not just some lovely miracle that, you know, women are somehow privileged to be able to perform. No, pregnancy is a medical condition that is very dangerous and that takes a lot and that changes one's body very often, irrevocably, forever, and sometimes causes it permanent damage. No matter how happy one is to have a baby, I mean, ask any woman who's been pregnant. It ain't easy. No. So we've got to get rid not. of this I've notion. I've had four kids. It is not yeah. easy. And we've I got to get rid of this notion. Yeah, we've got to get rid of this notion. But the but we also, I think, have to talk about the fact that a person no longer doesn't cease to be a person because they're pregnant. You know, when when Alito wrote in this uh, opinion of his uh, for in this decision about the potential, you know, life. He didn't make any mention, really at all, of the human being who was pregnant. No, he didn't. He didn't make any mention of the uh, consequences of pregnancy on the human being. It was as if the human being ceased to exist. We've got to stop acting like pregnant people owe us anything. They don't. And particularly, we've got to stop acting like women owe us our pregnancies. We don't. Well, listen, I just interviewed Dana Nessel. She is the um, attorney general of the state of Michigan. The Republican, who is her opponent in the midterms, uh, he's a guy called Matthew DiPerno. De- he has been quoted. I mean, I've heard his voice on recording saying that he, if he's elected attorney general, he mm-hmm. doesn't believe in any exceptions for abortion. He's not, not alone. Not, not even for the mother's life. So he's, he's not alone. Just what but you're saying. He's not alone. Look, West Virginia just passed a law this week banning all abortion. I believe there's some ridiculous sort of exception that's not even really an exception. It's like um, children uh, who are victims of rape or incest, um, children, so uh, have have uh, like 14 weeks. Or no, maybe it's it's less than that. It's eight weeks. It's eight weeks for a child who's a victim of rape and incest to avail themselves of abortion services. Well, who? The, what child? What child? But they have to go to the police. They have to file a police report. Otherwise, they can't. Of course. Of course. And that it's it's look, these laws are going to keep happening. And the fact is, is that we've got to keep no matter what, we've got to keep reminding people that we're going to keep having abortions. It's not going to stop. And it's incredibly profoundly unpopular. In among the American people at large to say that a 10-year-old rape victim should have, should be forced to give birth. Nobody likes that idea. The only people who like that idea are radical 
extremists who are completely and totally um, brainwashed by this idea that somehow a fetus is more important than a human being. So look, these are all of these horror stories. And look, I appreciate the talking about them because it is important to educate people. But I think that, you know, the more we talk about that, the more we stay in this mode of what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And there, and I just want to keep reiterating, we can do things. We can make sure that across this country, people like the mother of that 10-year-old child are made aware about medication abortion. We can make it a community responsibility. We don't have to leave it in the hands of expensive doctors and medical organizations and medical offices and some you know person with a degree who's smarter than you you don't have to do that anymore you can get this medication you can do it and you can help others get this medication that is so safe it doesn't have to be a question of how what are we going to we don't have to ask permission anymore and that's what I'm saying. That's the important part of this conversation, I think. We keep saying in this mindset, this 1973 mindset that says the law is going to ruin our lives. Well, guess what? Not anymore. We have other options now. It's very, very important that we talk about those options and that we make it a community responsibility to take care of each other, to support one another and to aid and abet abortion care. Absolutely. And so tell just from tell our audience again, the name of the two drugs, which they can access mm -hmm. through uh, online pharmacies and there's different organizations. And if they go to a is for dot org, yes, go through your site, you're they're going to find organizations you can find those more more directly. You can go to aidaccess.org. They are, I mean, of course, they're linked on our website, but you can just go directly to them, aid access, A-I-D-A-C-C-E-S-S dot org. And they are an extraordinary, they're run by Dr. Rebecca Gompertz. I'm not sure if you know who she is, but she ran Women on Waves. She provided abortions on a boat in Europe for a long time. Well, yes, I've she, heard of her. Yes. She's really incredible. And uh, they're an organization that knows all about this and knows all about how to get this medication to you very often at no cost or at low cost. Um, they can get this medication to you through um, through uh, pharmacies overseas mm -hmm. outside of the jurisdiction of um, American legislatures who are, you know, hounding down women and children uh, like we're animals um, and can perfectly legally get it to you. Now, there are some states in which this is a little bit dangerous and one can be prosecuted. So we want to make people understand that using social media right now is a real red uh, there's a red flags in there. There was, was a case of a, a, a mother and her daughter in Nebraska who have been prosecuted for uh, talking about uh, accessing abortion over Facebook Messenger. Um, the, their messages were actually turned over by Facebook to the DA of Nebraska. Um, 
and to law enforcement there. So we want to make it clear that not, you know, it's it's still dangerous and you really you'd like to play it safe to some degree, especially on social media. We also want to encourage people to delete any sort of menstrual period tracking apps, particularly if you live in a in a, a state that's hostile to abortion care and hostile to women. Uh, those apps are frequently used to track people and harass them, um, particularly women who've had miscarriages. That, you know, there have been criminal harassment by law enforcement of those women. Um, you know, so be be careful when you're using those apps if you're in a state that can uh, access that information. Yeah, it sounds like don't use those apps. I, I would recommend against it if you're living in a state that is hostile. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, you know, the, and there are there also there are legal organizations in Texas. There's Jane's Due Process. We've given them money in the past. They work with teenagers who are pregnant, whether or not they uh, choose to terminate or not. Um, they advocate for teenagers who want to go to school and are being discriminated against because they have children. Uh, and they also advocate for teenagers who want to access abortion. I don't know exactly what. Uh, their work entails now, considering the laws in Texas, but it is possible that they are um, providing help to teenagers and minors of both of, of all genders in that state. You know, there's a lot of organizations that this is a multi-pronged problem and a multi and with multiple solutions. You know, there's not just one answer for everybody. Everybody's going to be different, and every, you know, and certainly every state. The states are, you know one minute to the next it's it's just they love to sow chaos you know this people are just terrified don't be terrified though there are people out there who want to help who are ready to help who have ways to help um don't be you know you can be scared for yourself if you feel that way and that's totally normal and totally understandable and and but know that there are people out there who can support you and take care of you and who are out there looking for, you know, looking out for your best interests and, um, you know, will want to make the decisions, want to do the help for you based on the decisions you want to make. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I think that you've given um, our listeners so much information Thank you. It's really, Thanks. really important that they can take in and that they can share with their friends and their family mm. and keep sharing because Thanks. you have to keep spreading. I mean, you keep spreading the word, Martha, but they, everybody who's listening or who will read the stories that we're going to do from this interview, keep sharing this information because it's so important in these ex extraordinary and is scary times. But as you say, there's ways to fight back. And that mm -hmm. is by sharing the information and also by getting out to vote, especially for the state legislatures. Mm -hmm. They're in these states, they are controlled and you got to just vote these people out. Yeah. And 
anybody who has can who's in New York and wants to go to the A is for 10th anniversary Broadway Acts for Abortion show or, or a fundraiser, it sounds like the most fun. It's so fun. Fabulous yeah. evening. There's some tickets left. It's Sunday, October 2nd. And you go to a is four.org, the website, you can get your tickets. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you so much, Bonnie. I really appreciate it. It's been really lovely chatting with you. Thank you. It's been really lovely chatting. And I thank you for everything you're doing to like to spread the words and to advocate 